Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. I am one of the co-hosts, Dino Ray Ramos, and on this week's episode, brace yourself, we have the lovely Wumi Masaku, who stars in Loki on Disney+. And if you haven't been watching Loki on Disney+, it, you know what, I'm just gonna say it's gonna change the whole dynamic of the MCU. Not that, like, WandaVision hasn't already, or even Falcon and Winter Soldier, but things are changing, and I really do think Loki is gonna introduce us to a whole kind of time-traveling extravaganza. Anyways, um, Wumi. Oh god, I, I, we are in love with Wumi. She, she's wonderful. We say that about all our guests because we don't have non-wonderful people on our podcast. But Wumi has been seen in so many other things. She, she's, she, you know, you may have seen, remember her from Lovecraft Country. So she's, she's, she has a lot of stuff. She has a lot of stuff. She's super talented and she was a joy to talk to. Um, and she's great in Loki. So make sure you watch her on Disney+. Plus. Anyways, um, so without further ado, here is Wumi. Thank you for, for uh, joining us today. Um, you've been killing it lately in, in these various roles. I've, it's been a, a pleasure watching you. Um, and now you're in the MCU, which is so cool. Yes. Congrats on that. Um, but yeah, but before we uh, get to more about that show, um, so we like to we like to um, get to know our guests a little bit um, about their background and what sort of brought them into this industry. So for you, um, you you grew up in in England, right? Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Manchester. So what what um, what was it like growing up for you, and what inspired you to get in to get in the arts? Um. I love the film Annie <laughs> and I watch that every single night um, after school uh, religiously. Uh, I used to sing in a girls choir um, from age seven to 18, Manchester girls choir. Still holds a huge uh, soft spot in my heart. Um, you know, I don't know. I always used to perform like I was terrible at dance, but I was always at the front of the class and um yeah and so I don't know I thought I was going to do maths and economics because I was good at maths yeah. and my te- my parents were both them um, lecturers and um so when I decided to do acting it was kind of it was really strange because I had always done it like on the side since like when my mom was like uh she, my dad end, ended up going back to Nigeria and my mom was on her own with us and she sent us all to like various like orchestra and to dance class and to drama class for me on a Saturday just to get us out of the house so she could like clean and you know have a moment to herself and um yeah and then I was found myself in this acting class called act two at the local church down the road we did a play that was totally inappropriate for our age group about some kids going off to take heroin a play a play called (laughs) and um I I I got some good feedback um I was playing the like social worker or something called I can't remember the name now Abby or something and um yeah and guy who wrote the book was like you really embodied her and I was like 
really wow. I'm just like 13 14 and think and he said I really he said that he really saw her in me and I thought oh that's cool <laughs> but um yeah and then like in school I did um acting but you know I never got the good roles in school never ever ever never got the lead roles and um but I still enjoyed it I, I I think I guess the only place I felt really comfortable and at ease was the drama studio I think that was very evident like I started getting panic attacks and insomnia when I was doing my A-levels and um, GCSEs and the only place I found peace and solace was in the drama studio Um, and my teachers were great Um, Wynn and Rob and um, yeah Mr Wells at um, Trinity like I those guys made me feel good and so I took the plunge you know so, so we all, like um, I read that you're you you were born in Nigeria and then you uh, you guys came to uh, England later on. Um, mm-hmm. I always like to ask because I'm I'm Nigerian. I'm first generation. My parents were born there, but I was I grew up um, in Texas. But you know, when it comes to entertainment and and the arts and drama, it's not it's not too it's not too much encouraged for you know for for this next generation to get into that our parents really just want us to do I say like the big four the doctors the lawyers the engineers and all that so but it sounds like your mom was it was or your your mom was supportive of 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 your of your wanting, wanting to pursue acting yeah I mean I think at first it was definitely just like when we I mean all of all three of us me and my sisters we all did something kind of like, you know, we were all part of the choir. We all did sports. We all did, like, we all did dance. And we just, you know, some things we were good at, some things we were bad at, and we just continued. Um, and then, like, yeah, my dad wasn't that chuffed when he when we told him I was going to drama school. But my mom, when I, we only told him when I got in. Um, my mom beforehand, I, you know, she just said, you know, so my sisters and I, we went through the whole cast of Annie and figured out who was who and what, how they got to who they, how, you know, to be in the film. And we found, you know, um, Al- Albert Finney, um, Daddy Warbucks went to RADA. And so I heard about RADA and I heard about drama school. Mm. So then um, my mom let me apply. And she said, basically, we can only afford to do it once. And so we didn't apply. To, I didn't apply to all the drama schools. I just applied to RADA. And she said, if you get in, great. If you don't get in, then you know you're not good enough. If you don't get in, I promise you, you can have a year out and do volcanic studies or something I wanted to do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know, I'm so random. (laughs) But you have to promise me you'll go to university and do maths and economics if I give you that year out. And thankfully, I got in because I think we really were of the thing thinking like if you didn't get in the first time it just meant that you 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 weren't good enough and we all know that that's not the case in drama school I was just very lucky <laughs> that I got in the first time because that I would have gone off to study some volcanoes and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's well like 
Oh, well, imagine that if you were like, instead of being an actor, you were just out there doing your volcano thing, you know, that would be <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but, but isn't it like, it's so fun, funny that you mentioned Annie just because of the news that was announced earlier today about Taraji P. Henson playing Miss Hannigan in the live version. And like, it, it, it's, it's just so exciting, you know, uh, uh, for, for just Annie in general and how Annie is kind of this uh, touchstone for a lot of actors uh, for, um, uh, or like when they saw Annie, they were all, oh my God, I want to do that. I mean, I think I even yeah. wanted to do it at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to be one of the, the orphans, you know, just singing It's a Hard Knock Life in the background. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, how did you, earlier in your career, how did you navigate, you know, your career and what kind of roles were you going out for? How was it like in the very beginnings of your kind of your acting journey? Um, I again, I was very, very. Um, I feel very lucky. I graduated um, uh, rather twenty um, two thousand and seven, um, and it was the two hundredth year of the abolition of slavery. So I auditioned straight away for um, Rough Crossings and I got that. Um, my, um, and I feel like, you know, I, I was the only, I was actually the only like dark skinned black girl who graduated in 2007 out of the top five drama schools. So I, again, very, it's one of those kind of, you know, bittersweet things. Like I was literally the only one, mm. <laughs> but so it meant that, you know, when um, when someone's looking for someone new, I really had it was, you know, it was it was it, it was it was very easy for me to have that audition. Um, and then um, my uh, I basically did theatre for the first year. I did a play called um, The Great Theatre of the World with Bill Gaskell, who taught me at RADA and he. Well, he, I literally went from RADA straight to that and then auditioned for um, Rough Crossings and mm. did a play at the Royal Court, did a play at the Young Vic. And it was like, um, I kind of got, I got offered a play kind of really far outside of London or a couple of days filming on the bill. And the bill is like one of our, you know, um, it was one of our like staple um, soaps. And um, I was like, I think I need to do some filming. And I'm so glad I did it because it was such a learning experience because they move fast and it was, you know, it was just different. It was just so different from theater. Mm. And then, yeah. And then, I don't know, um, I got a part, I, I got this part um, on Mose Jones and it was like the female lead. And it was just kind of, bizarre like because uh the BBC trusted me really early on in my career I think 2008 I did that 2008 2009 and from that moment on I guess um things kind of continued to be more um you know you know more than just two days filming on on the bill or like you know one day filming here and mm. yes yeah, so I do feel indebted to the BBC for that because I think it was quite brave of them to trust me um yeah 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 uh you kind of answer or went into the next question I was going to ask you about transitioning from stage to tv and film um 
but going beyond that, how was it like kind of going from stage to to, to film and TV or, or, you know, productions like uh, uh, on TV and film and even going from the UK to US productions? Like, how was just that whole journey? Um, actually, I want to shout out a uh, casting director, Suzanne Smith, who basically gave me a two hour um, audition um, for TV. And that's <laughs> the only reason why I think I was able to transition from theatre to TV. Mm-hmm. She was like, woman, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. And um, uh, she kind of, it was like literally two hours. And she was like, you're talking too loud. You're doing too much. You're doing this. And and I didn't get that job, but I did get the next job, which was, I really do credit her for that. Um, so that transition to, <laughs> from uh, theatre to um, TV was, it was a lot of learning curves. Um, you know, theatre, you have, you're in, you're kind of in charge of everything, your your props and everything. And and I hear on, on TV, you, you know, everyone has a job and, you know, you let costume handle the costume costume you let props handle the props and I was trying so hard to be so friendly and too kind (laughs) and I just so badly I lost items of my costume which they were like just give it to me and I was like it's fine I got it and I dropped it down a drain like a necklace down a drain I'd be like oh god um or like oh I know I'm making a cup of tea in a scene and I would throw this tea down the sink um, after every take and then start again and all of a sudden the cupboard underneath me gushes out all this tea because it was a it was a set it wasn't actually a sink. <laughs> it was a fake sink <laughs> so I had a lot of learning lessons like that on Moses Jones a lot I felt so bad for that team because I thought I was being really helpful and I learned very quickly on that let people do their jobs you just act and you know leave it be mm-hmm. um <laughs> So that was a big transition. And I would come in on my days off on Moses Jones and I would be a runner, which I, you guys call PAs. Um, mm. And I would watch, I would watch um, how everything worked and ask a billion questions, especially that eyelines was something that really threw me. Um, and then, yeah. And then I would basically do ba- like a play a year and I haven't done a play since 2014. So I do feel a little bit mm. out of um, sync with that. Um, mm. But it is a transition. It is different. And like, you know, I remember when I was doing Mr. Burns, like, they're like, we're not on TV anymore with me. Like the people at the back need to see and hear you and feel you. Mm. So it's a little like um, balancing act between the, the two uh, mediums. Mm. Um and then coming to the States, again, it, you know, it feels kind of normal uh, to the UK, just a little bit bigger, a little bit shinier, a little bit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, the terminology is a little different. Like we say turning and you guys say rolling Um, you know, um, calling for checks and here they call it last look. So it was just a little bit of like learning lingo Um. And but then also like that budgets are a little higher here, so there was a bit more time and a bit more like oh you get your costume made for you wow great um, and <laughs> catering amazing craft services wow all we get is tea and biscuits and biscuits are done by eleven a.m. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um it I don't feel like the medium change between TV and TV 
TV there and TV here. But I do think like just things kind of uh, were a little bigger and a little like your trailer's a little bit bigger, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but you kind of expect that for America. Everything's a little bit bigger, a little bit shinier. And uh, now that you sort of you made this transition, you we've been a, we've seen you in so many great, notable, um, critically acclaimed projects, but a lot of them are really genre driven projects like uh, Batman vs Superman, Fantastic Beast, His House, uh, Lovecraft Country, and now Loki. So, what about this genre, the sci fi, fantasy, horror? Um, what about this sort of medium appeal to, appeals to you as an actor? You know, I think what was so, I, 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 I'm not someone who like watches horror. I'm not someone who, you know, I only got into Marvel because of Black Panther. Like I started very, very, you know, early on, late on, like in 2018, you know, and um, I, you know, I, you know, I still jump and I, I haven't seen any of the classic horror films or scary films or thrillers. Um, I guess, the thing that just reading those scripts were just like, I felt moved. I felt like it was, I felt it was truthful. And I felt like the horror was like a, a mirror of the horrors of humanity. And so it didn't feel, it didn't feel like doing a horror as in like, I just want to scare you for scaring you sake. It, it just, it felt like a really, felt like beautiful stories, rich, deep, layered stories. Like reading Lovecraft Country, I'm thinking, what a great family drama. Oh, shoot, there's a Shoggoth. Like, wasn't <laughs> expecting that. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> and, um, but the, the family drama was so rich. It was so, I was hooked, like, you know the the scene between me and um, Journey in the in the first episode. You learned so much about mm. sisters. Like you, right. you, they haven't been together. They used to play, perform together. They have this shorthand where they kind of hate each other, love each other very quickly in in the space of like seconds. Um, she didn't come to her mother's funeral. Her mother, she paid for her mother's funeral. I mean, all this stuff happens in such a small like you know a two-page scene and you have the joy of them performing together and you have like the animosity of the sister sisterly rivalry and you have the pain of the the, the mother's death and another brother somewhere else and you think wow that's all in two pages I I, I am blown away by the 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 craftsmanship of Misha's writing and so mm. the horror is something that just intrigues me more, but it was really the relationships and the dynamics that made me go, I need to see more. I really want to be a part of this. Um, so along those lines, so you mentioned, you know, uh, being sort of late to the game when it came to these the, the Mar Marvel properties, but um, I, I'm sure you you are aware of like this the scope of this 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 franchise and. And, and, and all that. So when this project, when Loki came across uh, to you, what were your initial thoughts um, about this, um, about joining this? Well, I didn't know I was auditioning for Loki. Um, mm. I... <laughs> true to Marvel, true to Marvel. They like the <laughs> <Right>. secrets. 
they love a good secret um yeah so I had no idea I had sent in an audition for Loki I got I knew I sent in something for something top secret um weeks and weeks before and I got a phone call a couple of months later saying you got offered a job on Loki and when did I audition for Loki (laughs) (laughs) but I'm down and I think I just from the moment I watched uh Black Panther I was so I don't know like um I was just quite shocked. I had no idea that these kind of huge themes and ideas and and and, and questions and 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 tumult within the African diaspora were being uh, explored in the superhero world. I had no clue that Marvel would be so bold and do it so well because you know, I just felt completely like understood and excited and seen. And um, yeah, so from that moment, I, I want to be a part of the EU. And so when I got the call saying it was Loki, I was like, yeah, sure. What? I don't know what she's doing. I don't know who she is, but yeah, sure. Fine. I'm, I'm in now. <laughs> yeah well uh yeah we well uh amanda wasn't able to watch the first episode <laughs> but i was um oh my god you're a badass in this and it's just it just seems so fun because of like what based on the first episode what this series is going to do to the whole mcu uh basically you're i don't know i don't i forgot the official name of the organization again but you know a time cop yes. i guess <laughs> time variance authority yes and oh and then you're with you're with this amazing cast like it, this cast you know there's gugu there uh, yeah. of course tom hiddleston and uh, uh, uh owen uh but you know what from what we see in the first one, you know, there's a there's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack because I I just ha- I feel it in my bones that the MCU is going to change just because of this series. Also, like the series in general, because they teased it in WandaVision and now uh, what they're going to because it's bonkers. Let's just be honest. It's bonkers fun. Um, but what can you tell us? I know Marvel likes to keep secrets, but what <laughs> what can you tell us what to expect, like broad strokes from this series, but also specifically your character? And if your character is going to be in the new Black Panther movie, sure, why not? Let's put that out there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, what to expect? Mm-hmm. It's you know, the TVA is a whole new world. It's it's a whole new entity that's just never been seen in the MCU before. And so it's, yeah, I mean, it's like a whole thing, a whole world opens up and the, a new, new possibilities open up. And so, yeah, I, 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 I don't really know what else to say other than like, it's, you've you've never been here before and you've never seen it before Mm -hmm. so I hope that people love it and like their mind is (laughs) well like the early the early social media reactions are are amazing of course but I'm like really trying to get a secret out of you but I don't want to get a secret out of you what can you tell us about 
This is a new. Is this a new character to the? I, I don't really. I'm not like a. Deep. Well, the, the 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 time the TVA isn't new. They're, that's in the comics, but I don't know. Uh, uh, Umi, is your character actually a character in the comics, or is it no, just like created? Completely, yeah, completely new. Um, fresh art. No, no one can compare me to anyone in a comic or <laughs> or anything. Um, Hunter B15. She's a brand new character. And that is so, like, that took a whole weight off my shoulder when they said, <laughs> you know how it is when people have an, I do it with books or like, I don't know, it's something that I really love and I want, and I have an idea of who or sh- should play it. And then you, you know, everyone has an opinion. And right. so at least with this, I have no pressure <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> so yeah, Hunter B15, she's a, uh, she's kind of a high up hunter for the TVA. And basically her job is to, if so there's the sacred timeline, which is time and space as we know it and in, in the MCU. And so, um, yeah, everything runs according to that sacred timeline. And if something goes off that shouldn't happen, then we, the TVA, come in and swoop in and, you know, sort some naughty people out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I if you see me, you're a problem, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, pardon. What does the TBA stand for again? Time Variance Authority. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 And it's like from the jump, like I'm not spoiling anything because if you've seen Endgame, because it kind of, I just knew that in Endgame when we saw that moment when Loki mm-hmm. took the Tesseract and like disappeared. I was like, oh, that's gonna be something. And, yeah. <laughs> and then and then this series, no spoilers, of course. This starts with that scene. And then yeah. uh and uh, and then Wumi, you come in and lay down the law. <laughs> lay down all the law. Like Loki, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, was was there anything, you know, about doing Loki that surprised you in terms of like a, what this series was doing uh, just or even in general about the MCU you mentioned you know like Black Panther uh, kind of was exploring the the Black diaspora but also was there something that because like a lot of people see the MCU as like oh, oh it's fun whatever but there are a lot of layered and new layered meanings they've and been, nuance yeah they've been doing that more so lately right yeah. it's like with with uh, WandaVision we saw this whole thing about the, the the grieving process uh and mm-hmm. i didn't expect that but with loki was there something that you learned or that you think will surprise people um in terms of its storytelling you know i think the theme in the sh- in the show is like uh, who is good and who is bad and can you be wholly good wholly bad um and also free will and um destiny like predestined um i think these are huge like these are just huge concepts just generally like and i think this show really explores that i do i think it really explores that um yeah yeah free will that comes up a lot in my like that i think about i'm like yeah, it's really hard because it actually has this kind of religious kind of like, you know, aspect to it. And mm. yeah, so it's yeah. kind of, yeah, it's, it's very rich. It, it, 
yeah, it is. And I think there's just one part, again, not spoiling any, this isn't a spoiler, but there's this fun part between you and Loki where he's, he has this kind of instrument that it controls, I guess, I don't know what it was called. I forgot where it controls people's time or something like that, but like he kept on messing with it and you kept on disappearing and reappearing. And I thought that was just a funny thing. I know I forgot what that was called though, but that's just me saying something random. Sorry, that there, there was no point to that. It was just me <laughs> saying that out loud. <laughs> get nervous with like time traveling or shows that deal with like time travel or time. I mean, I, I mean, are we going to be able to, is this going to be one of those things where like uh, kind of like a tenant or a- or Oh my a, God, <laughs> tenant felt like homework. I'm sorry, no shade. <laughs> because I, yeah, I always like, I get confused sometimes. Like, wait, because even the things that you're mentioning, I'm like, oh, like you're trying to piece it together. And I'm like, I'm kind of like lost. <laughs> I, I personally think that what Marvel is doing with the timeline, with Endgame and what they did there, they set it all up to make it as clear as possible. I mean, time travel is going to be, until it's invented in real life, is just going to be um, interesting. And I, I do like what they call the sacred timeline and, yeah. and, and, and how like that's the standard. And yeah. if you veer off from that standard, you're in trouble. And I think that's kind of pretty much the bottom line of the series and the, the, what the TVA does. And uh, uh, Loki is that variant. Uh, and every time I hear variant, I'm a little bit triggered because of the COVID variants, but that's another story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I hadn't asked you, you know, I hadn't asked you about that. <laughs> I mean, what's what's next for you? What what are you what I I know you the, there was a movie that um you were announced to be part of that, the Call Jane movie that has an amazing cast. Um Elizabeth Banks. Um I'm I'm space facing on yeah. yeah that sounds that sounds like it's going to be a good one but is there anything else that you can talk about that you're excited about um, um there's nothing I can else I can talk about <laughs> just oh because. my gosh come on honestly <laughs> it's one of it's, it's just I don't I don't know how it all works but I just know as long if there's not been a press release you yeah just we don't want to get you in trouble we don't want to get right. you in trouble but we want your secrets at the same time so I don't know how <laughs> But is there, is there anything like genre wise, maybe even um, writing, directing or anything that you want to do that you haven't done that you're sort of itching to do um, one day? I you know, guess. yeah, absolutely. I love the idea of doing a romantic comedy. I loved the photograph um, last year and I just thought I have not seen someone. Who, I have not seen this. I've not seen someone who looks like me and my husband doing this thing called life on in romantic comedy. I've not seen that. I haven't, I haven't, to be honest, I feel like with Issa, I feel like a lot of the things that she see, she's done. It's like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen like a black lady sketch show before. I've never seen, oh I've never seen anything like insecure, you know? Um, yeah, especially hey, like we are thirsty over there, like thirsty. Mm. Um, you know, thank God for Michaela Cole. Oh my um, God. Congrats to her too. Shout out for yeah, the BAFTA. Yeah, absolutely. She is an absolute game changer. We well, we'll God make some her. calls, Woomy, and we'll get you on a Black Lady <laughs> sketch show. So don't worry about that. Oh, we, 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 we I did do that. <laughs> What's that? I did actually do that. That you I did? was on this. 
Yeah. Do I not remember? I oh my God, I'm, I'm a horrible journalist that no. I don't remember. No worries. <laughs> Wait, which sketch were um, you in? Um, the one with Messica, um, the the girls going on holiday and there's like one group and then there's oh, another group that that's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. Um, you know what? Really, I really loved about playing Hunter B15 was the physical aspect of it, like doing all the training and stuff. And I box, and I really love boxing. And I, I would love to do. I've never really been able to until this show really explore my physical, like power and strength and i'm like maybe i would like to do like a boxing movie or something um yes up until the pandemic okay. i did all i did all of my stunts and then after the pandemic mm. kind of were a little bit separated and the things i hadn't learned yet it was basically we had to sw- switch out because of like you can't mix Screw basically. Yeah. So yeah, but up until what the, what you see in episode one, I did myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also you 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 also had like very a physical role in Lovecraft as well. So that 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 was kind of exciting and carrying that over here. Was was your outfit a little bit binding? Because it seems a little bit oh yeah, I did not enjoy what wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like a SWAT team outfit and you have to do a lot. Yeah, it was really hot. It was really hot and like uncomfortable and stiff and like you would knock things because you're just a little bit bigger, a little bit wider, a little <laughs> I couldn't see my marks because of my my breast shield and <laughs> you know. Um uh yeah, it was quite physical. It definitely was, but it and uncomfortable. I you know funny because like after coming off Lovecraft you think I don't want to wear heels I don't want to wear I don't want anything to be sticky and icky I don't want to you know I don't want to have to wear like pantyhose in Atlanta heat and then you think you're going to be in something a little bit more um comfortable and it's actually like give me the dress give me the heels because that stuff was thick it was heavy like but a shirt buttoned up to the top with the with a tie oh too much <laughs> i feel you i feel your pain um okay. <laughs> so we like to we like to wrap up um the interview with this segment we call the facts or the faqs just f- fun random questions um to end it this was a great conversation by the way um um so okay so your first question is what is the funniest craziest or weirdest thing that you have bought on the internet Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> are you a big internet shopper well i, I am the worst i am the worst <laughs> i literally am the worst um i i i mean there will be so i i think you should ask my husband this i want to talk i mean i would say like a jam making kit um oh. ne- yeah i i mean i literally never made jam in my life i still haven't um a uh, jam making kit maybe I mean so much uh, a turkey injector uh I don't know wow. <laughs> so you're are you are you kind of like one of those really uh, as seen on tv people like you like those kind of trink those kind of gadgets and stuff oh I want I want every piece of equipment like you know I'm about to do DIY on our house and I'm literally like I want to get a, a 
uh, like everything. I, I want to buy a jigsaw. I want to buy a, anything, everything. And everyone's like, don't do it yet. Like, don't do it. Do it when you're about to do the project. Um, yeah, no, I'm really bad. You can tell when I'm arriving because all the boxes start to arrive, like at my mom's house, at my, you know, my mother-in-law's house. It's like, woman's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you, so you haven't made jam yet though, have with your jam kit? I mean, I haven't made jam. I made it. I got a gin, a gin making kit. I still haven't made gin. I mean, <laughs> I literally, I sat. I've got sourdough rotting in the freeze in the fridge right now because I forgot to I don't know, freeze it. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm a trinket. kind of. I like to do things. I like to. I like to. I like the challenge of like, you know, instead of like, I want to instead of buying a quill, I want to make a quill. Instead of like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's me. there- there's certain kind of challenges that you want to kind of do and, and, and yeah. like, I'll, like, I've never done that before. Let me do that. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll mean, what, are, what is your opinion about putting pineapple on pizza? Terrible idea. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. Thank goodness. you. That's a correct answer. <laughs> like I was the only one. Like it was like, I, I, I had to so wrong. I'm like, do that. Pineapples on this pizza, and I think Ugh. like I, I just wonder because a lot of people like call it Hawaiian style or whatever. But I was like, I'm pretty sure Hawaiians did not no. make that up. <laughs> they believe that. Come on, they have better sense than that. <laughs> no. Okay, that's the correct answer. Yeah. Thank you for validating our opinions as well. Yes, so. right. <laughs> what scene in a movie always gives you goosebumps every time you watch it? Oh. You know, um, okay, outside of Annie, <laughs> the first <laughs> song in Annie, obviously. Um, but there was a scene in, oh, what's this film with uh Anjanu Ellis about the the sis uh the the sisters um singing group. What was that called? Park oh, Sisters. Park Sisters. There yeah. was a scene in that, and oh she just I don't know. She's just amazing. I, to be honest, I will tell you, actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not a scene in a movie. It was watching Anjanou Ellis in the read through of episode seven of I Am and Lovecraft Country. That whole episode was just the read through. It was magical, magical. The, yeah, that episode in general was, yeah. was, was just like, I was gagged and gooped. I was all the audacity. Yeah. They gobsmacked <laughs> me. Uh, but okay. The next question is: since you are in Loki, let's let's talk about this. Let's unpack it. Do you think Loki is misunderstood? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty. I- <laughs> I mean, I feel like you understand him. Like he's obviously, you know, troubled. Um, he's had a complicated uh, existence, and he has made his choices um, because of vulnerable moments. So, do do you think? Oh, he totally has vulnerable moments. He's not misunderstood in this because I can see it. I've seen it. Okay. I see yeah. his vulnerability, and I see his like cunningness and mischievousness and mischievousness not mischievousness and his cruelty I completely understand him he is like he's um 
he's someone that I understand his motive, but I don't like it. But I think it's yeah. him. I think it's totally him. I think he 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 is just such an interesting character because he's not your he, people are calling him an anti-hero, but I really don't think. I think he's still a villain, but he's yeah. not like a Thanos villain because you know, yeah. Thanos saying, just hates like, everyone. He has moments where he, you know, helps out the good guys and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of fights on, fights on his brother's side. So, But he's yeah. also screwed it's over like, his brother plenty of times. Yeah. So. And his mother. Basically, he's the reason oh, why his he mother. He killed his mom, basically. Right. <laughs> oh I mean, God. he's not misunderstood. I think we know exactly who he is. <laughs> soft spot for him yeah and also thomas you know he, he he's he's cute so let's just <laughs> yeah how could you be <laughs> mad at a face like that okay um okay so next question what would you rather throw away love or money money that's easy yeah um, I would... <laughs> uh, it's love for me because i'm trash <laughs> like i thought this would require more thought but yeah it is for me i'm just like oh yeah love <laughs> give me the money <laughs> I, think like, I mean that age old saying money doesn't make you happy i think that is really true like yeah, yeah. i i'm a firm yeah. there's only like a certain amount after you get past i don't know i, I well i think it's different in the uk to america because america is very expensive yeah um, but i think Capitalism. in the uk <laughs> I think in the UK they say if you earn, uh, um, there's no no difference between your happiness if between after like sixty thousand pounds, mm. like you just yeah I think it's something like that. It's not it's not like a crazy. It's like you can go yeah. on holiday. You don't have to worry about your mortgage. I your see, kid. Well, you know it's different in America in England because you've got free yeah. healthcare and free education up until. Oh my God. So lucky. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I always say to my husband, I love you more than free healthcare. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, I'm going through a whole healthcare kind of transition right now. And just doing that in the United States is a headache. And I've called, sorry, Kaiser, I called you out on Twitter a lot. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, But, but that's true. But you know, yeah, look, money can't buy love and all that. But you know what? I'd like to try. So send the money and I'll, I'll test right. it out. We'll see how it works. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Wilmi, our last question, we asked this to all of our guests. Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, or any creator that is not in the mainstream or that kind of flies under the radar that you think people need to know about and deserves more shine from Hollywood? Oh, okay. So, oh, when you, I didn't understand that um, meaning underrepresented, I just want to, I want to shout, shout Ivano Jeremiah. I think he's such a talented, um, I mean, he does great work yeah. and he works, but I, I want to see more of him. Yeah. Like I want to see so much more of him. Um, yeah. I would say Ivano Jeremiah. I really do um, admire his work and his spirit. What is he? Yeah. What I'm sorry, I think I missed. What did you say he does? He's an actor. Um, yeah, so he's doing a play at the moment, Constellations, uh, uh, at I think the Royal, I think, um, 
and I think it's on um but he's just brilliant like and just such a sweet sweet man um yeah I'm gonna shout him out cool thank you so much for joining us again today yes thank you you are killing it and I and I love to see it so yeah we love to and then like his house come on oh (laughs) congrats you deserve all the awards like it's you're, you're doing amazing and hopefully after Loki, well, we may see you kind of throw down the law in future Marvel properties, you know. You know from, your to Marvel, from your mouth to Marvel's ears, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> like now that they established the TVA, I think they're going to have to police a lot. And I look at, I, I have... I have an idea of what the MCU is doing, but I'm not going to say it out loud. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I I just think the TVA is going to play a major role in the future of what the MCU is. Yeah. Cool. That was great. <laughs> well, thank you again, Winnie, for, for joining us. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much.